Hello and welcome to The Dirt Debates, in association with Natural Grower. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine, and in this episode we ask the important question to chit or not to chit. (laughs) To help me dig into this topic, I'm joined again by my brilliant series co-host, Ellen Mary. Hello, Ellen. Hi there. I'm really sorry. I've got, I'm giggling because saying to chit or not to chit... (laughs) You have to be really careful how you say that, right? <laughs> you do, don't you? I actually think that's the same with an awful lot of gardening terms. It is, you have isn't to make it? Yourself very clear. So much, and there's so many kind of double entendres in uh, gardening, isn't there? So yeah, I'm sorry for the childish giggle, but you might find me doing that a lot. No, I'm sure you are not alone. <laughs> um, so diving straight in, what do you do with your spuds? Well. Laura, I chit. <laughs> I have do. you always chitted? I have always chitted. Yes. Um, I do. You know, I think for me, the purpose of chitting isn't just about. Le- you know, we, we've always, of course, been told that chitting means you get them off to a good start. Um, you know, you, you should get the shoots you know, already growing so that when you plant them, you know, things are already happening and all of that. Mm. But actually I chit them because it means that I'm extending my gardening season a bit more. I generally have them chitting relatively early-ish in the year before much is going out to be planted. Mm. And I feel like I'm starting, you know, the season, you know, I'm starting the gardening with a potato chitting on the windowsill. So for me, it's not just about, you know, getting those shoots off to a strong start, but it's also just about starting the gardening season, you know, starting the garden and gardening season strong as well as as the potatoes. Yeah, I think that's I think that's such a good point and I think that's probably true for a lot of people because I certainly know um my parents have had an allotment for years and years now and you can almost mark the time of year if you had <laughs> no other information by what is going on on window sills and things at certain points in the year and I think as soon as you start seeing little piles of egg cartons yeah. arriving <laughs> around the house you know those are being those are being saved for the chitting and I think it is such a symbol of the season perhaps when you're not absolutely snowed under with other gardening things to do it's quite nice to yeah I feel like you're being proactive. Yeah, I think so too. I love having them on the windowsill. It's like, oh, I love that kind of earthy smell of potatoes. And whilst there's so many things that we can grow on an allotment and all of them, you know, have their have their great benefits and you enjoy the flavors and you enjoy the flowers and everything that goes on in a garden I still don't think anything beats the potato harvest oh you know there's just getting your hands in the soil and that earthy smell and taking home your bags of potatoes it is just one of the most enjoyable parts of growing your own food yeah and I also think I don't know if you would agree with this Part of what's exciting about it is not knowing what the harvest's going to be, because yeah. obviously, with all of your um, all of your things that grow on the plant above the soil, yeah. you have a rough idea. You know, you know how many tomatoes are growing on your tomato plant. You know how many chilies you're going to get. But that moment when you're about to pull up a potato plant and you have no idea what you're going to find 
there's that's something really so exciting true. about that. That's so true. It's like an underground treasure hunt, isn't it? And you're just it kind really of searching is. in the soil for just one more potato, you know, and you, you might get a few smaller ones. And then when you find a big one, it's so exciting. It's like, wow, look at that. I've grown a really big potato. Yeah, it's an, it's an exciting moment. So I just think chitting is all part of that process. And mm. it's just looking forward, you know, to the excitement of what will of what will come so yeah I'm a I'm a chitter yeah (laughs) I think as well there's also um, an element of I know something that we've touched on a bit before in these debates that um there's a lot of history for everybody around growing their own I mean I know not everybody's brought up in families where people have grown things but whether it's you've learned something from an allotment neighbor or you've watched a program on tv or whether it's that you learned to grow at your granddad's knee in his greenhouse and this is what he did. Yeah. I think there's so much emotional sentimentality around it. And I think there's probably a solid argument that chitting isn't completely necessary. Yeah. But because it's always what my dad's done, I feel like I can't imagine a season without it. Yeah, I think like there's a lot of memories involved in gardening for some people. Um, and I think that makes you feel very connected, you know, with your family or wherever you learnt to garden. Mm. Talking about not chitting though, I believe this year my potatoes that I grew in bags, I didn't chit only because I found some and it was late and I chucked them in the bag hoping for the best Mm. and they grew and they were absolutely fine so actually the chitting didn't make any difference when it comes to that um I expect my parents would be devastated to hear that I didn't chit because like (laughs) you they've had allotments and and been gardening pretty much my whole life and that's what I can always remember um potatoes on the windowsills (laughs) chitting you know in very early late winter early springtime and so that brings back that brings back just lovely memories and I don't really want to let that go you know I I want my potatoes chitting on the windowsill and have those lovely gardening memories too I do think what you just said about the potato bag so it does bring up another argument that is um very very useful to me actually um I am often quite I'm ashamed to admit this but often quite disorganized in my own garden and I blame this on the fact that with Grow Your Own magazine we work a little bit ahead of the season obviously because the magazine has to be printed and come out and everything so I often have a really loose grasp on where we are in real time (laughs) I think very much in magazine time but because I know we're ahead I always think, oh, I've got ages. I've got ages. It's not that time yet. And then suddenly it will roll around and you'll think, oh, goodness, if I want to get potatoes in the ground, it would have to be done right now. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I think that's partially true for many people. Life is busy Mm. and we shouldn't pressure ourselves to have to go by the theory or what everyone else seems to be doing Mm. you know if you're a little bit late sow your seeds throw your potatoes in the ground anyway you know if you've got them do it and see what happens and you might be very surprised and with the potatoes in the bag that I did plant really late Mm. and had not been chitted they were fine and I did have a really good harvest from two potato bags and the ones I chitted went in the ground and I had a good harvest but they all got blight so I had to cut back the foliage 
I had to dig some up early, cut back the foliage of the others. And actually, it ended up that I didn't have such a good harvest from those ones in the ground anyway, um, that I had spent ages chitting. So, you know, gardening is ups and downs all of the time. You don't always have to go by the theory. Don't feel pressured, you know, about different times of the year if you're late or early. Just go with it and enjoy it Mm. and, you know, see what happens. That's part of the fun isn't it absolutely and I think linking into what you just said about blight I think another thing that I know we've touched on a lot recently because this year has been strange but there are factors that you can't account for and whether you've chittered or not chittered your potatoes ultimately won't make a difference if we then have three months of solid rain or you know there's there's elements there's so many elements out of your control I suppose an argument for it is that it makes you feel like you've got a little bit of control over something yeah but also like you're saying don't tie yourself in knots about it because there are other factors to consider as well you know gardening is meant to be enjoyable uh, and not pressured you know when you're growing your vegetables or out in your garden with you know growing cut flowers or whatever it is that you're doing it's not about pressure it's about enjoying the time that you have to garden mm-hmm. and just being there with nature growing your own food and sometimes you cannot account for what's going to happen in the natural world with regards to the weather like you said this year has practically been rain all summer here in Norfolk mm-hmm. The fact that I chitted my potatoes made no odds to my ultimate harvest. What it did do back in spring was just start me off, you know, thinking about the season ahead and enjoying that moment and those memories and all of that. But ultimately, don't pressure yourself. Don't worry about it. Not everything will go as planned anyway. Um, And just kind of go with the flow and see where it takes you. Absolutely. I think that's a huge thing. Do what makes you happy. And if the sight of some little knobbly potatoes with their shoots on the window makes you feel happy do that if you don't want potatoes on your windowsill it doesn't matter of course some people might not want them cluttering up the house so don't um they can go in a greenhouse of course as well but if you don't have a greenhouse you don't have to do that either don't worry about it you know either or um I know many people have chitted for many years and had really good results um but in my experience it isn't 100% necessary. Oh, saying that people have been doing it for years does make me think of another thing, though, that perhaps also mild superstition (laughs) in that even if you know that it probably doesn't make that much of a difference, if you've always, every year since you've been growing, had absolutely amazing crops of potatoes, you're not going to change your methods. (laughs) No, why would you? You'd be too scared to, wouldn't you? It's a bit like the dig and no dig debate that is. If you've been digging for years, it's 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 scary to go to no dig, isn't it? You know, because it's like, oh, I've done this for years and my vegetables have been amazing. So that's the same thing I think there's loads of uh, practices and superstitions like that in gardening definitely um but I always think try something new and give it a go you know it's 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 just one season at the end of the day you know there's always next year yeah there is that is a lovely thing about gardening this episode is sponsored by natural grower Natural Growers award-winning liquid fertilizer, plant feed and soil conditioner is made entirely from maize. It's naturally rich in all the nutrients and trace elements that plants and vegetables love and it's approved by the Soil Association, Vegan Society and Biodynamic Association. The plant feed and soil conditioner is perfect to use when planting out your chitted potatoes. 
Adding the conditioner to the soil or compost will give your potatoes a long-term slow-release feed for higher yields and increased disease resistance. Go to naturalgrower.co.uk to find out more about their eco-friendly, chemical-free products. Coming on to a couple of comments that we've been sent here, um, where nature should live, sorry, where should nature live, says, I've found that chitting doesn't really make much difference. Maybe games you a couple of days as they begin to grow once planted, but not chitted are just as good within days. I still do it though. <laughs> there you go. That's practically what we've just been saying, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, it doesn't matter, but we're still going to do it for whatever reason anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Christine Baggett has said, yes, brought up to do so. However, I've never cut them in half and I'm sure my dad did to get a higher yield. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Lots of people do cut them in half. I don't cut mine in half. See, I'm just all about the balance here. Mm. <laughs> Chitting them, but not cutting them in half so yes you can get a higher yield apparently if you cut them in half in my experience I've never done that and I've still got really high yields so I think it's to do with time it's to do with space it's just to do with you know what what you want to what you want to do really you know that would actually be quite an interesting um an interesting experiment to do next year of um cut some of the chitting ones in half and don't cut the others and see see what happens see what see what happens yeah Yeah. I love that about gardening don't you (laughs) although I suppose you are at that point just doubling your seed potatoes anyway so yes so you're gonna get higher yield but from obviously you know you buy so many seed potatoes you're doubling that aren't you so if you've got the space of course that's that's amazing to be able to do that I love the fact that really in gardening whether you are someone who's classed as an expert or someone who's been growing their whole life or just growing for a year or just now we are all just seeing what happens that's exactly what we're doing you know it doesn't really matter what we're growing how we're growing it we're mm-hmm. all just seeing what happens yeah <laughs> I have actually just thought of a, another excellent reason to use the cutting in half method okay. and that is and I'm sorry everybody this is going to be gross <laughs> is there anything worse than when there's a seed potato that's gone effectively liquid inside the skin. <laughs> I absolutely love that you've just brought that up. That's so disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it actually makes me feel a bit queasy talking about it. <laughs> isn't that so funny? When I was digging my potatoes up this year, I planted quite a few out more than I had anticipated doing. And they'd all, uh, obviously the foliage had all got blight. And so I was digging them up quite early. And as I was digging some of them, in my head, I was actually thinking, thinking oh maybe the seed potatoes haven't gone all that squidgy horrible slimy thing yet (laughs) they had of course and it is really disgusting yeah (laughs) maybe that's a reason why you would wear gloves (laughs) we have the glove and no glove debate yeah (laughs) I'd like to change our answers completely on that one based on squashy potatoes um so I mean a lot of the other comments are I have to say it is mainly chitting related comments you know for for the chit so I think the results are no surprise here we have another landslide on our hands no chitting has got 19.1 percent and chitting has got (gasps) 80.9 percent I think that's the biggest landslide so far in our debates isn't it yeah that's huge I suppose also in a strange way probably not a surprising one because it I mean when you speak to people about it 
it does seem to be a very popular symbol of the season, but also 19% don't. So, yeah, And I'm sure their potatoes are just as good, you know, so... There you go. But yeah, I'm not surprised whatsoever. Do you know what? Next year, I might not chit them and just see what happens. All right, chit some and controversial. Oh, I know. I just, I always like to go with, I want to go with the 19%. What a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> also, you won't know what time of season it is if the potatoes aren't chitting on the windows. Yeah, that's true. I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to stick to my word on that, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, whether it is a reliable method or just a symbol of time in the season or a tradition or whatever other reason, it's been really interesting to discuss what you do with the humble spud a a big favorite of a lot of people um so thanks again ellen for joining me this week thank you and we will be back again next week to discuss another hot gardening topic so until next time happy growing this episode of the dirt debates was brought to you in association with natural grower To find out more about the company's fantastic range of award-winning fertilisers, feeds and soil conditioners, visit naturalgrower.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you'd rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to spread the word at your allotment site, community garden or even just over the garden fence. Plus, as a special treat, we've got an exclusive Grow Your Own magazine offer just for the dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash pod G, that's P-O-D-G, or call 0800 904 7000 and quote pod G to receive three issues of Grow Your Own straight to your door for just £6. That's a saving of $11.97 or 67% off the cover price. Every issue is packed with gardening advice, expert tips and tricks and jobs to tick off your list. And each magazine comes with some great free gifts too. Check out the episode notes for details and terms.